It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. I'm Keith Caulfield, Senior Director of Charts at Billboard. And I'm Katie Atkinson, Billboard's Deputy Editor Digital. Hi, Katie. Hey, Keith. How's it going? Great. I'm waving to you. Because we're in the same room. We're in the same room. <laughs> um, well, I, that, apropos of nothing, as always, <laughs> the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop, and Keith waving to Katie <laughs> on Billboard's Weekly Charts. And in addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, Fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we've got chart news about big album debuts on the Billboard 200 from Little Baby, Bad Bunny, and James Taylor, a splashy debut on the Billboard Hot 100 Songs chart for Lady Gaga's Stupid Love, and how Dua Lipa's Don't Start Now continues to climb up the tally. Plus, we have an interview with Robbie Williams. Robbie freaking Williams. Yeah, the British pop star is returning to Las Vegas for a new residency starting March 24th. So we talk all about his Sin City stint, when he might release new music, and much more. So stick around for that. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show so you won't miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit Billboard.com slash podcasts. All right, let's do the chart chats. Let's. First up on the Billboard 200 Albums chart, Little Baby scores his first number one album as My Turn debuts atop the tally with 197,000 equivalent album units earned in the United States of America in the week ending March 5th, according to Nielsen Music MRC data. Now, not only is this Little Baby's first number one after three earlier top 10 efforts, but it's also his biggest week yet in terms of units earned and... The album's debut was, perhaps unsurprisingly, largely owed to big streaming activity for the album and its songs, as the set scored 261.6 million on-demand streams for its songs during its release week. Whoa. Now, that is the biggest streaming week of 2020 for any album, and the biggest week for an album since Post Malone's Hollywood's Bleeding debuted at number one with 365.3 million streams back on the September 21st. 2019 dated chart. People be streaming. People be streaming. <laughs> it's probably a song. Uh, next at number two on the Billboard 200, Bad Bunny makes Latin music history on the chart as his new album, which is titled <laughs> YHLQMDLG. It's an acronym. It's an acronym that translates in English to I do I what, what I, I want. want to do, yeah. um, it debuts with 179,000 units and uh, the set starts off with a boffo 
1.4 million on-demand song streams. Yep. It just went straight to the 1920s or something. Uh, making there. a de beer. Uh, in turn, Bad Bunny scores the highest charting all Spanish language album ever on the Billboard 200, the biggest streaming week ever for a Latin album, and the largest week for a Latin album since Billboard began tracking albums by units back in December of 2014. Keith did his research this weekend, y'all. I spent a lot just of time FYI. going to the archives. <laughs> Uh, Katie, uh, Bad Bunny was doing a lot of promo last week. Did yes. you happen to catch his um, his Instagram promotion? Well, after you told me to watch it, I did. His <laughs> Bad Bunny dancing around in his underwear on Instagram. I heard about it from a friend, and that friend's name is Keith. <laughs> Look, I heard about it from uh, a, a random place, uh, 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 Mew Mew's, uh, Bradley Stern. From the Twitter, from well, from uh, Instagram because okay. uh, another podcast host, Riley mm-hmm. Stern, who mm-hmm. has uh, a podcast, mentioned it, and I'm like, "How did I miss this?" And I went <laughs> looking for it, and then I found it, and now we're spreading the word. And so that's the reason why he <laughs> debuted at number two. Clearly, right. right. <laughs> All right, staying with the Billboard 200 chart, the legendary James Taylor and friend of the podcast, oh, so by cool the way, cool that you can say that. Um, debuts at number four with his new American Songbook covers album, American Standard, and with the arrival. Taylor becomes the first act to have earned a top 10 album in each of the last six decades. So that's the 1970s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, and now in the 2020s. That is very cool. Very few people can be able to uh, say they've done that, and he is the first. Um, Moving on over to the Billboard Hot 100 songs chart, as Roddy Rich's The Box stays steady at number one for a ninth week, Dua Lipa. Jumps five to three with Don't Start Now, hitting a new high on the chart. Friend of the podcast. I was going to say, you're not going to also say friend of the podcast? Friend of the podcast. (laughs) Well, friend of the podcast, Lady Gaga's Stupid Love debuts straight in at number five. It is Lady Gaga's 16th top 10 single and gives Gaga top 10s in the 2000s, 2010s, and 2020s. She, follow, she follows Mariah Carey, Drake, Eminem, and Maroon 5 to achieve the feat. If you listen to last week's show, you know that we are very appreciative of this top five, five debut. The song deserves it. Yeah, yeah. if you haven't heard our last episode, which saw extolling the virtues of why we need Lady Gaga and her stupid love right now, you should go check it out. Yeah, yeah. and obviously we needed her. Yeah. Uh, and now it's time for our interview with Robbie Williams. Robbie freaking Williams came into the <laughs> office and I wasn't here. But Katie oh, was. Oh, poor Keith. The superstar is heading back to Las Vegas for a new residency, kicking off March 24th at Win Las Vegas's Encore Theater. We talked all about choosing a set list for the string of concerts, including his dilemma of finding a balance between his own songs, which are bigger hits, of course, in his native UK than they are here in the US, and also leaning into his swing covers to match the Vegas setting. Plus, we talk all about the possibility of new music on the way. Scoring his 13th number one album in the UK late last year and tying Elvis for a very notable British chart record in the process. Elvis who? <laughs> this would be Presley. Oh, not Costello. Uh, not Costello. Sorry. If, if you're confused. <laughs> Sorry. Moving on. Uh, and how his next goal is to conquer television. Hmm. So it's a super fun chat, and as Keith mentioned, he's a personal favorite of both of ours, and Keith was not here, so sorry, but I hope you all and Keith enjoy this conversation with Robbie Williams. You. 
Hello to Robbie Williams and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. What an absolute pleasure. How long have you been doing the Billboard Pop Shop well, Podcast? Well, it's been a little over five years that it's been here. It's our flagship podcast here at Billboard. Wow. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It's very exciting. Um, Do so I get a badge? I, I mean, oh, I can give you my I voted stickers since no, I, it's I, I, election day. <laughs> I, talk, I want an I talked stickers. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to get those made for next time. Okay. Um, so we are just a few weeks out from your return to Las Vegas. Yeah. Starting March 24th mm-hmm. at Win Las Vegas's en- Encore Theater. Um, so first up, I'd love to hear what you thought of your first 16 dates that you did last year in Las Vegas. You know, this was something that you had dreamed of doing. Was it everything that you had hoped for? Yeah, it was everything and more. It was so much fun. It's kind of like I'm working. You know, daddy goes to work. <laughs> of course. That's what I do. But it, it didn't feel like work. It felt like a busman's holiday. I think that's what we call it in England. I don't know if you'd say the same thing. We don't have that phrase. It's like where people go to work when they're not working kind oh, of yeah, thing. Oh, yeah, that's good. When work doesn't feel like work. Yeah. Do, do you know what I really enjoy is sort of being in a place that has a lot of Americans and me singing at them and them having a good time. Yeah. I get a kick out of that. <laughs> well, it's, you're in the right business then. Yeah, I get a real <laughs> kick out of that. I, I, I enjoy the hotel that we're in, mm-hmm. the Wynn. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the food. I'm, I'm amazed at the quality of the food considering it's a landlocked sort of place. Mm-hmm. Everything just tastes incredible. Well, all the best chefs come there. That's that's how Vegas works. Yes, makes sense. I, I I'm because there's a lot of money there, right? <laughs> of so course, they need the best, and I I approve of the I approve of the food there. <laughs> that's all you can ask for. I, I'm going to have my own badges made <laughs> to give to chefs to say I approve of you. You can say I ate. I ate. I talked, yeah, and yeah. then I ate. Yeah. <laughs> so, what kind of feedback did you get from your fans from those uh, first dates last year? Well, here's the thing, right? So, I'm coming to America to do a show. And I go on to setlist.com a lot and see what people are doing, see how they structure their sets. Yeah. Rod Stewart, Coldplay, Coldplay. Uh, I don't know why I said it like that. It's Coldplay, I isn't liked it? it. Rod Stewart, Coldplay. <laughs> That's how I'm going to say it from now on. Yeah, Coldplay. Uh, and um, I, I was in a bit of a bind because I want people who've never seen me before to come to the show and be entertained Mm -hmm. and not be bored this is how shows work for me i go to see an artist and then they play the hits and i'm i'm so on board singing along yeah getting into it then they play a new one that i don't know and i'm going okay i'll give you that one (laughs) and then they play another one that i don't know and then i start looking at my phone right and then the third one that i i'm gone because i have a very bad attention deficit disorder (laughs) So I see it through a prism of everybody else has got attention mm-hmm. deficit disorder. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to bore people with songs that they may not know from my repertoire. So I've just constructed a show where if you know me or you don't, you will be entertained and you will know the songs. Yes. That being said, people have come to the show and gone, there's not enough Robbie Williams songs. Right, right, right. So this is the dilemma. It is it is a dilemma and I, I hear them and I get it. So I'm adding a few more Robbie Williams songs okay. uh, this time around um, because I am Robbie Williams. That's true. Yeah. And um, we shall see <laughs> how it goes. But for those people leaving comments going, I didn't get to hear and I didn't get to hear. <laughs> Uh, I'm really sorry. I'll try my best next time to please absolutely everybody because that's what this job is at the end of the day. You're it's an entertainer first and foremost. Everybody. Yeah. That's all you have to do is please absolutely everyone. Yes. Um, you actually you did a lot of covers last time around too. Yeah. Are you planning on some new covers this time around? No. The covers are covers that I've done on albums. Yeah. 
you know it's mm-hmm. like i i my biggest album that i've ever done out of my 12 or 13 studio albums is swing when you win in which is um a uh, a swing album standards and standards yeah. mm-hmm. you know so when i do songs from that album people go hey you're not doing your songs and i'm like well hey <laughs> this was my biggest album so eat it <laughs> <laughs> they are your songs in yeah. a way now yes um, and it fits with Vegas, like the whole idea of ra- the Rat Pack and you would swing. Think, you and, would think, wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, <laughs> mm. <laughs> which I, that's why you le- like leaned into that, I'm assuming, the last time around and probably this I wanted time to call well. the show World Class Cabaret, hmm. but um, apparently the word cabaret doesn't play well here. Cabaret is deemed to be something cheesy or naff or... I feel like that's Simon Cowell's fault because he says, oh, it's too cabaret when he's on uh, his judging panels. I, but, but I grew up <laughs> watching cabaret. Yeah, my, my, I don't, that's not a bad thing. My father's an entertainer that did cabaret mm-hmm. all, all his, still does, and that's where I learned my craft. Mm. So um, I would like to think... That even though it can't be called world class cabaret, in my mind that's what it is. <laughs> well, we can call it that here on the show from it's now on. Cabaret, there you go. <laughs> um, you also premiered a brand new song last time around called, appropriately, "Live in Las Vegas." Yeah, yeah. Um, you wrote the song. Excuse me. Yes, I did. Yes. And uh, so, how did this come about? What what prompted you? Did you think I just need this big, you know, Sin City opening number, so I might as well make one? Well, I wrote this song called "Let Me Entertain You," mm-hmm. which actually goes at the beginning of absolutely every show I've ever done apart from one tour where I didn't do that and the show didn't start as well as I wanted it mm. to so let me entertain you does what it says on the box yep right it's there. very difficult to shift that song from the opening spot um and I would like to so this time I've gone okay let's do something special I'm in mm. Vegas let's do a song before let me entertain mm-hmm. you that's high octane announcing what's about to happen yeah and uh, so we wrote a song called Live in Las Vegas, yeah. Why can't I find that song on my streaming services? I would I like to hear oh, like a well, real well, version of this well, song. Well, bless you for looking, <laughs> but it, it will be there eventually. Okay. It's just uh, it's just my gift to the people. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have other favorite Vegas songs before writing your very own? I mean, there's a lot of Vegas songs. I used to listen to an awful lot of... Um, person live at the hotel oh yes like elvis obviously tom jones elvis mm-hmm. frank sinatra the rat pack mm-hmm. blah, blah 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 so um that's my vegas that's the inspiration yeah yeah i uh, after that i i don't know what else exists in vegas you know <laughs> musically there was a, a a compilation cd that i bought it was like vegas songs and i was like nah i'm, I'm not getting Danka Shane. Why is Danka Shane a Vegas song? <laughs> because Wayne Newton lives there and is that what it is? performed there forever. Oh, yes. Danka yeah, yeah. Shane for taking my so money. So just Wayne Newton equals Vegas. Oh, I yeah. see. Okay. So uh, look, Danka it, Shane for taking my it's, money. It's it's all of the it's all of the legends that I I loved growing yeah. up. That's that's my Vegas. And okay, so speaking of your new song, Live in Las Vegas, before last year's Christmas album, your most recent album was 2016's The Heavy Entertainment Show. So are we working on any new music at the moment, maybe? I've got so much in the vault. Mm. I'm like Prince, but I'm I'm not <laughs> but, keeping mine in the vault. Mine's just not going to get stay it out there. there. Mine's going to get out there. Okay, yeah. any timeline at all for that or... <sighs> <laughs> it's either a greatest hits next or an album proper. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. The landscape has changed so much for music. 
of course right now it's like i don't understand it i don't get it (laughs) i don't know what the function of it is music is full you know bad uh, it's horrible news for musicians out there Mm. but music is full uh i don't know if i should add any more noise to the pit it's full but it's it's like limitless like to a crazy extent like Yeah. yeah so it's either a greatest hits or an album proper i don't know okay all right um, you know, speaking of uh, Vegas music, the the Killers' Brandon Flowers is from Las Vegas, and I wondered because you uh, had a song co-written by him on your last album, Mixed Signals. Any chance you might team up while you're in, you know, while you're hanging out in I Vegas? I don't think he lives there anymore. I mean, he's around though. I feel like every time every time I go see like a radio show in Las Vegas, like the Killers pop up because they're just that's their town. Here's how it works with me: I don't ask anybody just in case they say no. <laughs> So I don't want to hate them for Maybe the rest of my Maybe he'll call you because he knows you're coming back. Well, it, Brandon, if you're out there and you've just heard me say that, if you want to, I'm up for it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I don't even put myself out there. Like Taylor mm. Swift asks everybody and everybody says yes. <laughs> I ask nobody just in case they say no. We don't know if somebody turned Taylor down and we didn't find out about it. Well, They signed an NDA when well, they turned her down. <laughs> well, well, maybe. But I, I dance because like, I'm, I'm very sensitive. I'm easily upset. Mm. And then people become enemies for life. <laughs> That's that's not extreme. At no, all. no. Well, my life has uh, hasn't been one incident after another of extreme behavior in any way. <laughs> um, well, I also I mentioned your Christmas album. Uh, I just wanted to bring up that it was number one in the UK in December, which was your thirteenth number one album there, and it ties you with speaking of Elvis in Vegas. Elvis as the solo act with the most UK number ones and puts you behind only the Beatles as far as like chart topping albums goes like what does it mean to you to be in that kind of company doesn't make any sense <laughs> i mean it makes sense it's true it i happens. know it's true <laughs> and it's a thing yeah and it's remarkable that it's happened to me but as you say that i'm kind of like it it doesn't it, it can't compute it's surreal it's really surreal you know yeah. it's be like a dream that i had when i was 13 and i'd used to, i'd wake up and go yeah sure <laughs> you know um but it's real. It is. I, I tell you what happens is that it became it becomes incredibly important that it happens again. Oh because no. my identity That's scary. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> my identity is wrapped up in those t- statistics and being that guy. So it, it's sort of it's remarkable mm. but it's also at the same time like this time when it was number one, mm-hmm. the feeling was <laughs> right that was it the relief relief mm. yeah it, it wasn't like clenched fist and i've just scored a goal it was like okay <laughs> albums next album's coming out how do we get it to number one? Oh man yeah so um That's a, the, <laughs> but allow me to give you some more perspective just in, you're tied with elvis like what if you end up that's not how it tied works. with elvis that would be a yeah, great legacy elvis won't st- <laughs> he won't stay dead <laughs> he won't stay dead. He just keeps That's bringing true. out That's true. There are posthumous albums. <laughs> but, you know, I, I would I would think that the, the whole industry and everybody from TV, radio, and singers, uh, I think most people would feel that way. Mm. You know? Yeah. It's like, okay, we've got to do it again next year. Well, it's good to be motivated, I suppose. Well, I am because, <laughs> you know, people say, what about awards and discs and all that business? I've got mm. nothing in my house that suggests that I am a singer at all. <laughs> There is nothing that marks my achievements in any There's way. There's not platinum albums lining no, the walls. No. no, and I tell you why. I don't want a mausoleum to 1997. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You know, it's like, okay, 1997 was a great year. Sure. It's 2020. 
And my identity, as I say, is wrapped up in being successful, which brings its own problems. Okay, well, December 2019, number one album. Sounds like you're keeping that legacy pretty steady. Thank you. <laughs> but allow me to bring up uh, the old days because it happens to be the about to be the 20th anniversary of Sing When You're Winning, which is pretty awesome. It came out in August of 2000. Oh, well, there you go. I, that's yeah. a stat that I didn't know. It's Well, I think I might be the first person to ask you because it's early in the year, but the questions will be coming, I'm sure, soon because it's are, one of your most celebrated we albums. We are behind the curve <laughs> on exploiting that anniversary. <laughs> And um, we should get on with exploiting it right away. Get that deluxe edition. Was it 2001? Oh, okay. oh do I have? Thanks. Thank oh, you. no. Now I need to get my notes out here. Did I just like totally? Hey, listen, I'll, I'll take the big up. Oh, I don't like I don't like uh, giving you wrong stats about your own career, though. Well, hey, listen, it's face August, off. You guys, it's August 2000. According let's, to let's get this the remastered always right internet. <laughs> and out in time for Christmas. <laughs> uh, by remastered, I just mean, you know, the same thing, basically. <laughs> we don't need to tell the people that. I can edit that out if you'd like. Okay, let's remaster that. <laughs> what does remastering mean? I mean, well... Does it mean like touching some flanges in the some, studio? Some knobs, yes, <laughs> pretty much. Get somebody to touch my knobs. It's <laughs> 2000. <laughs> What am I looking at mm. right now? Oh, uh, that's Sing When You're Winning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, not Swing. Sorry, sing. Swing. Oh, oh, this is yeah, where I'm right. like, man, okay. I have been trusting all the wrong sing. sources. Oh, forget that album. <laughs> the Swing album makes more sense. Uh, that's so funny. But that's great So news. you're not trying to remaster Sing When You're Winning nah, then? Nah. <laughs> that is a great album. Yeah, it's, it, it, thank you very much. <laughs> it is. But I think Swing makes more sense remastering. Oh, okay. That's it. Okay. So we'll wait for that anniversary for the, the big deluxe edition remastered, etc. Um, although Rock DJ from that album is one that you included on your Vegas set list. You deemed it important enough last year to have it as the few Robbie Williams songs. Why Why that song? Um, I, you know, it's like I have so many hits in the UK. Mm. Outside of the UK, I probably have like four or five at a push. Gold, platinum. You know, yeah. sink your teeth into absolute archetypal Robbie Williams songs. Right. Rock DJ for better or for worse, is one of those songs. I mean, MTV obviously loved it because the video was still, to this day, it shocking. Banned. It got banned. It got That's banned so in the crazy. UK. It didn't get banned in America. No, we had it all over the place. Which is amazing. That is kind of crazy because I feel UK is typically a little less, you know. Because they blur out like boobs and arse cracks <laughs> yeah. in the States. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's so weird. But they're fine with just flesh getting ripped off. There's a show called <laughs> Naked Attraction in England. Have you seen this? Oh, we have Naked and Afraid. What's Naked Attraction? Okay, Naked Attraction <laughs> is uh, five people stand in boxes and then somebody uh, has to vote one of them off, right? <laughs> and then as they vote off each round, a bit of a box is taken away until they're completely naked. Oh my! <laughs> and then the person that's voting them off then has to go and get naked while they choose which one they're gonna go on a date with. And yeah. all the bits are out. And yet your video got banned. Exactly. Naked attraction. <laughs> Please watch I'm it. I'm going to have to check that out now. The I, I watch it and I go, I, I never really truly get a huge sense of patriotism. But when I watch <laughs> Naked Attraction, I'm like, yeah, that's why Britain is great. Uh, that's incredible. Well, since we accidentally were uh, talking about Swing when you're winning, you, this is you have two Swing albums so far. Have you ever thought about doing a third and maybe got a little inspired by Vegas to get back into the swing i want to get into tv that's oh, what i want to do talk to me like what are you thinking <laughs> naked so attraction in the u.s <laughs> yes 
did we just come up with that idea right now? Yes. <laughs> um, I've th- there's I've got like seven ideas that I want to do. Okay. And I figured this out the other day. I'm 46. If I get 30 more good health years, mm-hmm. I've got like 12 projects I can do for the rest of my life. How sad okay. is that? I mean, that's one way of looking at it. Your perspective is all <laughs> listen, askew. <laughs> listen, it pushes me forward. That's good. That's it's that's why I'm me. It's worked, and obviously. It's worked, yes. <laughs> but I, anybody else listening out there that's 46 that has got projects, I'll just plant that in your mind. Okay, there you go. Now you got 12 good projects left with Robbie, so good at him. All right, well, we're really excited to see you back in Vegas, and thank you so much for coming in today. Pleasure. And uh, good luck with everything in the future. Thank you. The, for good luck me. with those 12 projects. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much to Robbie for coming into the office. The interview was just as cheeky and self-deprecating and fun as I would have dreamed it could be. And I hope everyone in America will be checking out Naked Attraction with me very soon. If you haven't seen the show, it is ridiculous <laughs> and kind of scary to watch. Um, all right. We've reached the end of our big Robbie-filled show. Right. Um, any parting words? Just feels like I need to start, like, ticking off a list of, like, my high school heartthrobs to see if we can get them into the office here. Still working on Justin Timberlake. <laughs> oh, man. Someday, guys. Um, that wasn't a high school heartthrob, though, was he? Yeah. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm old. Um, okay, so I uh, have an idea for what song we should go out on. Hmm, I have an idea what your idea is going to be. <laughs> um, it's one of my favorite Robbie songs, one of my favorite Kylie Minogue songs. It is a duet yes. they did together called Kids. Are you sure you don't want to hear his uh, version of uh, Something Stupid with Nicole Kidman instead? I'm pretty sure I don't. <laughs> All right, here's Kids. Bye. Bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.